Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Skylar and Megan, your hosts of the Feeney Call. And a quick announcement if you're just joining us for the first time here. Uh, we wanted to let you know that we've been at this for over a year and a half, and it got so much better. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> that we have felt the need to throw in a short disclaimer on these first few episodes, and that we were finding our footing as podcasters, and we are in no way attempting to dismiss the work that was done, but we want to let you, a new listener, know that we changed and figured out kind of how to do this thing better. So if you're just jumping in and you're really not feeling so sure about it, then feel free to do a little skipper ahead. We won't be upset by it. But if you want to start right here, that's awesome too. Just know that our death chair, our third rotating friend, does not stick around. And we have uh, changed our format a little bit more cohesively for the future. Yep, we were able to figure it out after the first couple of episodes. So I would say four is where we really start to hit our stride. Enjoy these first three episodes, though. Uh, you can hear us struggling, but enjoy anyway, and hope you enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. This is Megan. And Skyler. From the Feeny Call. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening so far. We are, uh, this is the third episode that you're about to listen to, so get ready. I just wanted to give a shout out to our first review on Apple Podcasts from Lex Stark. Thank you so much for giving us a great review. And um, if you would like to make a review at any point in time, we will definitely give you a shout out on the podcast. So just uh, rate, review, subscribe, the whole nine. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much and uh, enjoy this episode of The Feeny Call. Here it goes. Mr. Feeny? Mr. Feeny? Mr. Feeny! And we're live. All right. Hello. Hello. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this is The Feeny Call. Yeah. Where we talk about Boy Meets World episodes Mm -hmm. as if they were more than they are. At least we're honest with everyone and ourselves. <laughs> we respect them maybe them. more than we should. Yes, um, well, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's a great show. Absolutely. So this week we're, we're talking about uh, season one, episode mm-hmm. three. Episode is called Father Knows Less. Mm, so It's a pun. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it is good. All right. So we decided that we're no longer each going to try to do a recap. We're, yes. We're just going to one in, one person per episode. One at a time. Yes. So we'll this week, uh, Megan is taking the 30-second so recap. And, and do the recap All for right. you. All right, here we go. And mm. basically, they're going to go see the Blue Angels, but um, Alan has an emergency at the store, so he has to go, and then he wakes Corey up in the middle of the night so they can spend time together and watch the Phillies game, and the next day, Corey falls asleep in class, fails a test. Alan's like, Mr. Feeney, what the hell? Please let my son retake the test. Feeney's like, nope. So Corey's like, I don't understand what's going on because... Mr. Feeney's right, but also my dad's right, and what do I do? And I'm never right, and that adds 30 seconds. <laughs> it was good. Thank you. It was very good. It was actually 31 seconds, don't tell. I'm going to tell. <laughs> How? How dare you? I it was 31 seconds. I specifically seconds. asked you not to. <laughs> Everybody, just please, for the record, it was 31 seconds. How dare you? Great. Yeah, so... so what I take away from this episode, what I what I think is there to learn, there's mm-hmm. a it's a, this one's a little complicated. Mm-hmm. It's a little more, mm-hmm. it's a little more uh, complex with some conflicting. I mean, when they point it out too, that it's hard to say who, yeah. who's the who's right here. And I think what's what's really to be taken away is that time should be like father son time, or you know parent child time, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
is valuable and should be cherished and sought out and taken advantage of whenever you can, Mm -hmm. but without neglecting the responsibilities of the child's life. Yes. Because Alan does it on his terms Mm -hmm. without taking into account what Corey has in his life and that he Mm -hmm. has, has a life. Yeah. Yeah. So having, having a, a conscious, uh, effort of that parent-child time mm-hmm. and the value that it has. That's that's what I take away from it. I took away kind of the same thing. I think for me, I tried to broaden it to kind of like those human connections that we make with the people in our lives growing up, especially our parents, are all a part of the human experience and also equally as important as sitting down and getting an education. So because Feeney talks about how He was like, I don't remember what I learned that day in school. I just remember that my dad wouldn't let me sit up and listen to the president talk. And I, I have a lot of things like that. Even as I was growing up, I used to think I used to like sit and stare out the window and be like, I could be out there experiencing life and like Mm -hmm. learning from life. And instead I'm sitting here learning this math equation that I'm probably never going to learn again or need again. You don't do quadratics on the daily. Uh, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Me and all my... Artistic. You guys are all sitting down, drawing parabolas, and oh, absolutely. Uh, totally. figuring out the, the hypotenuse of a triangle. Right? Yeah, that's very that's regular. My work. But I'm you know what? Here's the thing: know. is I can do those things. Uh, Maybe. Still, probably. It's been a minute. Geometry. I was an algebra brain. Geometry oh. did not stick with me. I sucked at I algebra. Know. I was really good at geometry. I am so specific when it comes to school subjects. We're so derailing right now, but (laughs) I was very specific when it came to school subjects. So for example, I was, I was horrible at chemistry, but I was great at biology and anatomy. I was horrible at geometry, Uh but I was great at algebra. See, I, I was not good at chemistry. I was Mm -hmm. great at biology. Mm -hmm. Uh, I sucked at algebra. I was great at geometry. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you asked, I was really good at stats. <laughs> uh, if you ask my teacher, I was 98 out of 100 in terms of good at stats. If mm-hmm. you ask the Tennessee Board of Education and the AP test, I was one out of five good at yeah. math. <laughs> stats. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sounds about right. I don't know. I, I, besides the point, you were saying something about education. Anyway, so yes. <laughs> I feel like it's very going out and experiencing life and especially having bonding moments with the people that you're closest to. Mm-hmm. I Not everyone has parents or not everyone has a dad, so I don't want to like single it out to like yeah, yeah, that yeah. father-son relationship right. is That's so That's what important. the episode's about. It's the, uh, it's the, the relationship between a, like a guardian mm-hmm. and, a, and a young person. Yeah. Just or a teacher, teacher and a student. Yeah. Or, yeah. Somebody who provides your, to your human experience when you're young can be just as valuable, if not more valuable, than sitting down and learning. Right. Well, there's that beautiful little moment where, where they're sitting there watching the game and Corey stops watching the game and just kind of stares at his dad. Oh. And he says, like, this is way better than watching those Navy planes. Yes. Day, right? And that's just, that's. And it just makes me cry. Yeah. It's fine. That's a great. It's so good. It's a great little moment. I think that I agree. You know, it's interesting that this episode does such a good job of showing a side of Mr. Feeney who is all all grades, mm-hmm. all school, all business, right? But then, like, we get this beautiful scene where he, mm-hmm. he we learn so much about him as a child and yeah. his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. And, and to show that, yes, education is important, but he, he explains education so well. Mm-hmm. And that it's not what you learn today in class, mm-hmm. right? And that it's the entire experience over the course of your, you know, however many years and not just what you learn in a classroom, right? And yeah, he, yeah it's such a beautiful explanation of, of education 
and just you know another another notch in George Feeney's excellent teacher belt. He's so eloquent. Right. It's I love Alan says you know uh, good teachers are hard to come by are a rare commodity mm-hmm. and George Feeney is one of the greats. And then yes. Corey walks upstairs and he says George Feeney's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, it's, it's so great. That's a good episode. That's such a good Alan moment though because he's trying to kind of save face in front of Corey and right. then as soon as he goes away, he's just like that was tough yeah well and i think i believe him that mm-hmm. he i believe that alan believes that feeney is a great he's teacher mad. but like at the end of the day he's still mad that he like effectively lost yeah <laughs> this, that he lost this, the argument this ground and, and that he and he doesn't i think he recognizes their i mean amy helps him recognize it more afterwards but mm-hmm. he recognizes that's when he kind of begins to acknowledge that like i don't have the, the ground to stand on that i thought i did yeah you know like i'm i'm arguing with things that are not really arguments mm-hmm. or like reasons you know i'm not justifying this the right way yeah um and i i think Corey was kind of right because mr feeney is right i think mr feeney was in the right to not give him a retest right. because yeah. but i also think that that was fair of mr matthews to wake Corey up in the night and mm-hmm. maybe not sacrifice his sleep maybe you shouldn't have let him stay up as late as he did but mm-hmm. even just to have that experience that's very important and that's something that Corey's going to remember for the rest of his life yeah and so it's I, a very I had important pretty experience. strict bedtimes as a kid but my parents made exceptions here and there yeah. for for things along the way that were always like that was always exciting mm-hmm. and like always made me feel better about my relationship with them mm-hmm. it makes you feel yeah. like you're part of a cool club when you get to like stay up late yeah and watch I mean something. it's just it's, you know it's great you know mm-hmm. and like especially if it's not just like oh sure you can stay up late and then like they leave the room if it's yeah. like we're gonna like stay we're gonna have this experience and do together, this together. Yeah. watch this movie like that's or, yeah whatever. that's beautiful like exactly it was usually for like a movie mm-hmm. or something of that nature like if there was a movie on that my parents really loved that like i hadn't seen mm-hmm. and they wanted me to like experience it with them which i didn't understand at the time that that's like what it was but mm-hmm. now it's like the feeling you get when you like have this great movie that you want to watch you want to show it to your friends right yes like, you want them to see it and then you're watching it and you kind of want to watch them watch it yes um uh, <laughs> That was like a lot, that's a lot of my memories of like getting to stay up later mm-hmm. past my bedtime as a kid was my parents wanted to like watch this movie with them that was great mm-hmm. it's usually things like I don't know like Sound of Music or like Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. they're just long movies yes that's <laughs> uh, the problem is you eat dinner at seven and you have a two and a half hour movie right right so those I mean it's value it's great and I think and you know Mr Feeney when he says he has this conversation he tells him all about world war ii and how he didn't get to stay up to listen to truman on the radio and then he says to alan like you know if if i had a son maybe i'd wake him up for this or that and he says for no reason at all yeah alan was uh alan was just being a little passive aggressive with feeney when he was like you don't have a son so you uh, don't know what it's like yeah. i was like alan oh wow. man that cuts deep ouch you can how see it too. You? william daniels he kills it in that scene he, he says does. like We're he just here. keeps his cool yeah he just he, he stays keeps he, his but cool. he's as like an actor he's got so many things going on yes it's clearly like hurts him so much to go and just go inside and like you imagine him just walking in and like he does this thing with his hands. If you watch, closely, yes, when he does. He this sits is here, the first episode. He, he starts very like different. wringing his fingers really hard when Alan tells him he doesn't have a son, and he's thinking about that. It just kills me, mm-hmm. you know. And it makes you, we learn everything we learn along the way about Feeney and his either previous like romantic life or mm-hmm. family life is so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Every every step of the way, 
and I just want more of it. I know. know? <laughs> like, Where's Feeny's spinoff? Yeah, then? let's get a spinoff that follows like a young Feeny. Like, and we don't need to go too young. We could start like college Feeny growing. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? like, we get, it's, it's later, it's like in season three when uh, when Corey and Sean go crash his cabin. Yes, and he oh, talks man. about his That's, wife. I can't wait for that episode. I know. <laughs> such a good There's one. There's such good episodes coming. <laughs> so many good feels. Man. Um, but this one, this one has my, it's the, for me, mm-hmm. I mean, the pilot has a good, like, Feeny scene, but this scene with him and Gory in the backyard and the decanter full of apple juice is great. Because then you also, you get this throwaway line from Feeny, right, where he's like, my sister gave it to me as a present because she forgets that I don't really, like, drink, Drink, yeah. And for me, that right there shows that, like, even his siblings, like, his relationship with them is whatever. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even, you know, she gave him effectively, like, a corporate office Mm -hmm. present, you know? And I feel like it's a nice... Like, that bar cart was nice. It was right. a nice bar cart, mm-hmm. but the sentiment behind it was not there. No, Same because she, thing it's, with, you know, she doesn't know him. Yeah, in the first episode, she stands him up for dinner. Right. So either she's just a terrible sister or... <laughs> which could be the case, but it sounds like Feeny had a pretty tough upbringing, and so they probably just aren't Well, it sounds weird. We're led to believe that his dad was maybe not an alcoholic, but... I guess, I mean... Kind of a hard-ass. Yeah. I picture, like, Red Foreman. He was a hard-ass, and he liked to drink with his buddies every night, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they probably went, and they sat downstairs and smoked cigars and played cards and, you know, drank, and mm-hmm. that was that. Didn't want a punk-ass kid around. Which was, like, I guess, par for the course for, like, 1945, and mm-hmm. what we're led to believe about the American family. Yeah, man, watch the Feeny series. Right? <laughs> It'd be so we, good. I feel like we could just do this podcast on Feeny. Right, just about, just just about, about him. About who gets your MVP of the week, Megan? It kind of started out as Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a little too obvious. Plus, I feel like we don't get really any resolution from Feeney. So I, it was Amy Matthews for me this week. Okay. Because she kind of comes in and she calms Alan down and she calms Corey down. And mm-hmm. she's kind of, she brings the resolution for me, for Corey and Alan. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Feeney, who's just like, here's all this knowledge. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Your MVP <laughs> so, wasn't Lenny. Oh my. <laughs> Leonard Spinelli. Willie, I looked it up. I looked it up because he's in everything. Willie Garson. Yeah. And he's in like Sex in the City and Freaky Friday. <laughs> he's around. And, like, he's around. He, that's the, that actor got around. <laughs> he did. And he cracks me up. And he's every funny. time I see him. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get every right. time you see him. He's he's a good little character He's actor. He's so great. And yeah. he did such a good job. But, like, how does he still have a job? How does Lenny, <laughs> how is he the still character... The, right. How is Lenny still the assistant manager of this store? Alan's like, you know that, like, your job is to assist the manager when he's not there. And he was like, I did not know that. Right. And I was like, who sat down with your contract? Did yeah. you, were you just space cadet all day when they sat you down with your contract and told you your responsibilities? Yeah. Lenny's not a very good assistant manager. No. That's for sure. It's also the fact that like he, I don't know. I love when he, he comes in and he says, do you know that call waiting is just pennies a day? Like, <laughs> just such like a are you dated, an ad? Yeah. It's such a dated reference. And like, it feels like paid sponsorship through ADC for call yes. waiting. <laughs> and his skinny tie. His oh, yeah. Ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, so they did a good job. Whoever costumed this show did a nice job of being like, they yes. work at a grocery store. So here's their grocery so store. So here's their, like, yeah. Like grocery manager things. Like that's. Very par for the course. Amy wears Absolutely. some like weird mom '90s outfits, but she does. She's got um, some mom jeans going on for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Some '90s sweaters. My MVP 
it's Mr. Feeney. Um, <laughs> and I kind of knew know, that your MVP had would to be, be Mr. It, Feeney. It, so just, I was like, it I had to be, you know, because like I that scene kills me from start to finish. I mean, from the start, it kills me because Corey's sitting here like playing ball in the backyard. Mm-hmm. It's in Feeney's yard, but doesn't know that he's sitting right there. Yeah, I don't know. How it's that... not that dark. Out. No, it's not that dark. Out. And so like Corey climbs over the fence and Feeney shines a flashlight on him. and He's like, don't shoot. And I'm like, you didn't. See him sitting in the fucking lawn chair? Right? He's right there. He didn't just materialize there. Like, how long have you been sitting here smacking a ball with a tennis racket? And how long has he been sitting there sipping apple juice? And and he would have had to have been still. Right. Just He's sitting there in, like, his robe and slippers on this, like, plastic lawn furniture. (laughs) And he conveniently has pulled out a chair. (laughs) Right? Like, that's just waiting. Yes. But then, like, he does such a nice job. Talking about like what it was like to be a child in mm-hmm. World War Two in just so few words, and it's such a tender, this it's such a nice relationship show of the relationship between um, Feeney and and Corey mm-hmm. outside of the classroom mm-hmm. and like outside of the the snarky smart ass mm-hmm. back and forth that they have, and then it just Feeney just he kills me when he says like if I had a son you know to wake mm-hmm. him up for a game or. To listen to the president on the radio. Like, because when he says that, because Alan doesn't know what that means. No. Alan didn't hear that conversation. Mm -hmm. So, like, Feeney's effectively, he's just, he's talking out loud for himself now. Yeah. So it just kills me. Because Alan doesn't know that reference. Mm -hmm. But Feeney just wrings his hands and says, good night. Walks inside. Mm -hmm. Cries to himself. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. That's something we never see in the show, is George Feeney crying, I don't think. Last episode. Yeah, I guess that's true. We do get that right there. Mm -hmm. He's so stoic. He's so, he's so good. He's so good. Any, any continuity errors, discrepancies, Surprisingly, booms? no booms. I was <laughs> looking out because there were a lot of wide shots, especially mm-hmm. over the backyard. There were a lot, yeah. And in the living space, wide mm-hmm. shots. I was keeping an eye out, but no boom checks this good, time. Good, good. You did your job this week. I know. There weren't any continuity errors, but there were definitely some problems, some problematic things that happened. Oh, like um, what? Well, first of all, the most disgusting sandwich oh, in the history like of a whole pound of bologna, of bologna <laughs> between two slices of tiny little white bread yeah. and then just mustard. No yeah. lettuce, no the greenery whatsoever, just the most sure. disgusting sandwich. And then they were like, chips. And Alan puts regular potato chips in and Corey puts in chocolate chips. Right. Yeah. Which bread, bologna, mayo, and chocolate chip, or not mayo, man, you're right. I said the same thing twice. (laughs) Mustard and chocolate chips sounds like the worst combination that anyone could put. It (laughs) just sounds like vomit. It sounds like I'm going to vomit. Anyway, I just had to point that out because what were they thinking? I think I know where you're going too with other problematic things. With other problematic things. Because I flagged a few that don't. That aren't really cool. Yeah. Well, they start talking in the beginning about like how this is a guy's thing. And yeah, like Morgan going comes on a guy's in trip. And, mm-hmm, yeah. And it's like a guy's trip. And that's fine. A father-son bonding thing. My parents also referred to it as like guy's time when my dad would take my brother to do stuff. Yeah, but, but they're then like, it got we're to a men point, and we want to be men. Yeah. It got to a point where they were like, we want to do like manly stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then Alan goes to leave because mm-hmm. Lenny comes in and uh, Alan goes to leave and... Corey says something about, you need to be spending time with me or else I'm going to end up in ballet classes. And yeah. I was like, ah, Would that be so the worst thing? Yeah. You'd be so lucky. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I know the ballet master.
Master Joffrey. Like, get over yourself. He's <laughs> awesome. So it, it there was a little bit of sexism prevalent in the episode. It, it's the 90s. But... No, I mean, the whole first, like, two-thirds of this episode has, has a good bit of sexism mm-hmm. because they, like, they make a lot of boys club jokes and a lot of like, don't tell your mom this yeah. is a man thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a fair bit there, of quite a bit. gruff, gruff, man, man stuff. And even when they're <laughs> making their lunches and they say something about the sandwiches and Amy comes in and she's like, that's not nutritious at all. Oh, and Corey says, this is man food. Yeah. It's, he's like, we don't food. want any of that like tiny sandwiches. Yeah. Without the, all right. We don't want your triangles. And she says, this is mom food. I'm like, no, yeah. no it's all like, let's just eat decent food. It's just food. <laughs> just like take care of yourself. You don't want to die. Eat some decent food. Eat, eat something um, green once in yeah, a while. I, I flagged that. There was some, some mm-hmm. decent sexism kinds of things. There was also a little bit of... And again, this is this is actually something that I will probably point out later because it's very prevalent throughout the show is job shaming. Mm. When um, oh, yeah. when, Minkus, when Minkus is like future plumber, future plumber, and yeah, then he says an something about go go fix a sink, fix a sink. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with being a plumber? Yeah. Oh, there's no shame in being a plumber, right? Because that so that's. I, I, the timing, like comedic timing. Oh, it's great. Super good. Lee Norris is, yeah, so the, he needs to stick around. The I back and forth between Ryder Strong and Lee Norris and those little insults is great. And it's, it carries on. Yeah. Like, we'll see it more episodes. Right, right, right. Like, exciting. Mink is, as a, for all of his nerd tropes as a character, mm-hmm. they at least gave him some agency. Yes. And allowed him to fight back. Yes. Because, you know, he fights back in the previous episode, but he has the bigger water gun. Mm-hmm. And, like... Now, in this episode, he's like, not only am I smarter than you, but, like, I'll go toe-to-toe with your insults. So, like, at right? least, like, yeah. they gave him some agency. But you're right. He does absolutely sit down and be like, you're going to be a fucking plumber. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, that's so that? awful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's some fair bit of job shaming. Pretty much throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we see it later on when Sean's dad becomes the janitor. Right. Yeah. There's some... And everyone's making fun of him right. for it. Well, that episode at least does a good job of yeah. turning it. At the end. Well, and we'll that's obviously, the, we'll, we'll get, get to that. We'll get there. But it, I feel like that's less about turning the job upside down and just Sean's sure. appearance of his That's true. That's true. They don't really. There's, anyway. some good, there's a there's job shaming. There is yes. job shaming. Because then they also, I mean, there's a whole episode where, where Alan talks about his own personal mm-hmm. shame of being a grocer. Of being a grocer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we could talk about it when we get to that specific episode. That could be more of just an Alan journey thing. Sure. I really like the journey that Alan takes when he goes through that. Oh, it's great. It's a, he, he it's, has a, a it's a wonderful arc. arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, what I, else? Anything else problematic? I did not get to my um, trivia. I totally forgot to say it at the top. Oh, trivia. I got to put it at the top of my notes or else I'll forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually the last episode where Sean does not have a name, where he's not referred to any, he doesn't have a name at all. They never say his name? They don't say Sean in the first three episodes. This is the last episode, and then next episode Are you we'll, serious? we'll hear Sean for the first time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of blew my mind, too, because I was like, what? They go three episodes, and mm-hmm. they don't say his name? Yeah, episode four is the first time they say his name. Well, and it's because I think they're switching through, obviously, yeah, the no, actors I mean, trying were, to figure out. Right. He did get billing, so obviously, I think he probably had a name in the script. Sure. They just haven't said it yet, because he hasn't had enough screen time. How weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been, like, these first three episodes, he hasn't been... And part of the central plot at all. Mm-hmm. He's only no, been, he's been not. he's been as important as the random friends. As the randos, yeah. Right. He hasn't had any sort of occasion yet. The only reason that he's more significant than them is because he is 
there right. consistently. Right. He's on all three episodes. As opposed to, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to one and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I never realized they didn't say his name. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> now you gotta go back and watch the I know, I'm gonna have to watch all three again and be like, wow, you really don't. I will say my favorite line... My favorite moment of this episode is where Eric is sitting on the couch and his mom walks by and he's like, it's okay, you can just cover it with a sweater yeah, or a turtleneck. Scarf, a turtleneck. And she looks at him and he goes, okay, I sucked a neck. <laughs> <laughs> and I just lost, I lost it. Did was, you ever try to hide hickeys from your parents when you were a teenager? Oh, absolutely. Not yeah. so much when I was a teenager. It was actually more in college because I lived at home throughout college. Oh, and sure. I, I mean, I didn't have my first kiss until I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um... I didn't really, uh, so it was kind of later on sure. in my high school career, but then that was, a little into high school and more into college. I tried that was to a, an unfortunately substantial part of my high school. Really? Life. Are you serious? <laughs> I, well, so it was specifically, it was like with one, no, it was not just with one girlfriend. There was one girlfriend that there were far more hickeys involved than any other girlfriend I was dating, and my mom was pissed about it. <laughs> She literally, we got into a fight once and I was like, it's just a hickey. And she was like, I, she was like yelling at me like, it's trashy. It looks terrible. And I'm like, is it just about the aesthetic, mom? That's all you care about? <laughs> it's just the aesthetic of the hickey. Yeah, I, I remember, don't like the way it looks. I remember one time uh, I care for it. getting several hickeys basically. And my parents were out of town for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And the next morning... My parents had arranged for one of my best friend's parents to take oh, me to church with no. them. Oh, uh, Not church. And, yeah. Well, we're, no hickeys in church. <laughs> and so my ass wakes up and looks like I had gotten a fight last night. And <laughs> it was all localized to my neck. Of course. And what do I do at the age of, you know, uh, 17, I guess? Like, I was like, okay, great. Maybe if I, like, put some makeup, makeup on, on it. it. Absolutely. And there was, like, the old, like, you're supposed to put, like, alternate, like, ice and, like, twisting a pen cap into it really hard. Because you have to circulate blood flow. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, I tried all the tricks in the book, and, like, it was it was bad. Yeah. And so. So bad. I don't know. It was not cold enough for a scarf, but my ass is out there <laughs> with a scarf and makeup on my neck. We go to church with this family. We go to breakfast afterwards. Of course, as you do. And I sit here thinking the whole time, like, maybe I'm going to get away with this. Maybe I'm going to get away with this. And they, they knew the whole time. The whole time. Oh, they, they knew the whole time. And my mom was so pissed off at me. I, I had a similar... If, if that scene would have played out more mm-hmm. where Eric's like, okay, I sucked a neck. If we would have kept going in mm-hmm. that conversation, we would have been right down memory lane for me being like, what does it matter? It's fine. Like my mom yelling at me about this and that. Skylar would have had a little PTSD. It would have been a right moment back to my child. Because I guess, I mean, so, you know, theoretically my mom was scared because she thought that I was having sex or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which I wasn't at the time. And so I really was like, it literally is just it's that. It's just that. Right. And like... I don't know. Like if I now being an adult, I can look at it and see I, see I, a little more from my parents' perspective. Probably wouldn't believe than, my seventeen year old either. Not, no. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's fair. It's a gateway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. Yeah. Well, and it's something that I never thought. Like for some reason, I always figured it would be more of an issue throughout. I guess my entire romantic life, and I never get hickeys now as an adult. No, it's never. not really. It's, it's, not, it's like a fad when you're like 17, 18, <laughs> you're just like, wow, I'm making out with people now and we're yeah. kissing Yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a girlfriend that was like excited about having like no. a visual representation no. of having like been like with somebody. 
That I don't like. She was, she liked, she like showed off hickeys. I was like, yeah. That I don't like at all. It was like a, it was a pride, it was a pride thing. I mean, I guess I I mean, I also remember getting shit on at school by my teachers for it. They would rip on me for it. Um, I don't think I ever got in trouble. They they were rare. That I'll say that. They were very rare. Because it was not, never something that like super, I was super into. Yeah. There was like a stint in my life where Mm -hmm. it was not rare. (laughs) And That's my so teachers, funny. I was already that, that student in the class, very much so like Corey, where like my teachers and I would go like toe to toe with like insults. And I remember I asked my 11th grade English teacher once, like, why am I always like the, the object of your, of yeah. your jokes and your insult? And he was like, cause other students will tell their parents about it and get me in trouble, but you'll be fine. So <laughs> um, and so when it came down to literally having a hickey in mm-hmm. class, I remember like my chorus teacher and my English teacher love to like call everyone's attention to it and insult me which now I teach I don't teach high school kids but I would love to embarrass a high school (laughs) student like that yes that sounds great and maybe that's a little vindictive but like they'll bounce back so it's fine whatever it's fine (laughs) yeah builds character (laughs) there's nothing wrong with some back and forth Mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing right you know, if you, you have a positive enough relationship with this other yes. person. I feel like If that's... it's clearly, you know, aggressive where mm-hmm. I don't like you and you don't like me. And it could and lead to other leads, violence. Yeah, or it leads to violent acts or otherwise. Obviously, we, that's not cool. No. But, like, my teacher wanting to be like, what's up? You get in a fight with a vacuum? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good time. <laughs> well, and that was around the time we're, we're so far left now. Um, but that was around the time also when Twilight was coming out and the yeah. vampire craze oh, was Oh, there huge were all kinds and... of vampire jokes. It was so easy to make vampire jokes. Yeah. It was, it was hot shit. Yeah. Almost. Oh yeah. Right as we were like 14, 15, yeah. Twilight was making its debut. Mm-hmm. So a lot of vampire references, especially anyway, when it came to hickeys. Put your hickeys places, people won't see them. That's the moral That's lesson. what you gotta do. No, that's them... how you gotta play it. All right. Put in places that's not a neck. <laughs> <laughs> but only if it's consensual. <laughs> yes, consensual hickeys in places that hickeys. are not necks. <laughs> in places that are not. That's I my mean, advice for all our listeners today. <laughs> yikes, yikes. We're going to get in so much trouble for this. Oh, well, it's fine. I hope who's going to... My mom. <laughs> <laughs> we can get a phone call. My mom doesn't know how to listen somehow. to podcasts. <laughs> What's a podcast? Don't worry about it, mom. Don't worry about it, mom. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, what are we supposed to be talking about? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Any other? Are we there? I think we're there. I think we're there. I have. uh... There's nothing else. We talked about errors and such. There's nothing really. Yeah. Out there. That's pretty much it for this episode. I think this might be the episode where their door in the living room was just wide open again at some point. Mm. Um, I talked about it last episode. Yeah. I think it might be this one. It happens a lot though with that. That's so. There's like those French doors are just open into this like wooded side patio thing those people that say that you swallow like 12 spiders in a year the matthews just might (laughs) if they keep leaving that freaking door open i was really wondering where you were going (laughs) and all the spiders come crawling in sure you're just inviting bugs you're just inviting all kinds of creatures what if there was a mouse close your doors close Close your your doors. doors close your doors if your kids are home alone they could get murdered Listen, it's just asking for Get murdered if they're not home alone. (laughs) Anyone can get murdered in a home. Whatever. Sure. So with that, uh, that. have a great day and class dismissed.